my reaction was, I have to send this tweet to Charlie, <laughs> as you know, because I immediately texted you and I was like, have you seen this tweet? And my second reaction was, this is ridiculous. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm Femke. And I'm Charlie, and we have not done this for a while. We took a little break there, so thank you for missing us if you missed us, or um, welcome if you're hearing us for the first time. We've been doing this show for many, many, many years now, and so we do like to take breaks every now and then just to, you know, keep things sustainable, make sure we're focusing on life and our career, as well as on um, creating this show for you all. And we're excited to jump back in today. There was an event in like design Twitter that just like, we were like, this is, has to be our comeback episode for the year. <laughs> First episode of 2023, let's dive into a hot take, layer naming. Sounds ridiculous, but it did cause some um, controversy, some discussions um, on the internet recently. We're going to talk about it, talk about our own views on like the messiness versus tidiness of the creative process and you know, just some some thoughts surrounding this tweet and some more context around that in general. But first, fam, it's been a while. It's been like several months. How have you been? What you been up to? How's life? I know. I can't believe it's been so long. Uh, I feel like a lot has been going on since we last recorded. I guess it was the beginning of December or somewhere around there. Uh, the biggest thing that's been going on for me is my course. I think I shared a little bit at the end of last year that I was starting to work on a course and now we're in February and courses starting in April. <gasps> so a couple months out. Uh, yeah, it's super exciting. It's uh, I don't know if I had sort of decided on the name back then, but it is called Product Strategy for Designers. Currently working on the first cohort, all the course materials I've had, I think around 82 or so people sign up, 82 students so far for the first cohort. Uh, I've kept it at 100, so I'm going to try to do a big push uh, before March 1st is when enrollments close. And yeah, that's honestly like my number one priority so far this year. And my main focus is is getting that course ready to go. So it's been been a good journey. I'm excited. I'm so excited to see the results of this as well. I know you've been doing a ton of writing for it, and mm -hmm. it just feels like this is putting you know, all the things you've been learning over the past several years of your career into a course to pass it on to others. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like packaging up all my, my knowledge, my experience, my learnings, like putting a nice, a nice bow on it, which is cool. I think to maybe be able to look back on in the future as like a marker in time of like, oh yeah, you know, that's like where I was in my career and, and all my experiences yeah. kind of packaged up into it. So yeah, I'm just beyond excited and grateful of how many students have signed up. So yeah, I will I will keep the podcast updated on how it goes when the course starts. I'm sure you'll be hearing all about it. Yeah, and let's definitely include a link in the description. If there is spaces still available by the time this episode goes live, yeah. then yeah, March check 1st it out. is when enrollment closes. So check it there out if you're interested. Check it out. <laughs> See if there's one of those last, um, what, like 18 spots left. Um, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I have also been working on my next like product but it is not a course it is a um like figma library of hand-drawn vectors so awesome. much simpler than yours much less writing involved just like a lot of drawing and vectorizing. a lot of creativity yeah yep setting things up it's been really fun actually to work on because it's like i don't know 
So a lot of, I don't want to say like mindless tasks, but it's a lot of like production work, you know? Mm -hmm, so I've mm -hmm. just been like jamming out to music, which is nice because in my job now as creative director, I'm doing a lot of writing and I don't get to listen to music as much while I work. And so yeah. that has honestly been really fun. Um, yeah, but also since we talked last, I've been to New Zealand, been to Mexico for a team retreat, also caught COVID um, before any of that happened, and oh, which delayed some right. trips. Oh, yeah, man. so there has been a lot going on, which is why we haven't recorded for a while. Um, but yeah. yeah, excited to be back home, healthy, and like into the routine again for the new year. Awesome, awesome. And when is your, by the time this episode is up, will your like uh, squiggle pack be ready to go? Do you have a link you can share? Yes, it will be. It's called Scribbles and Scribbles. it's going to go live on March 7th, I believe, um, okay. sometime that week. And I will put a link in the description that awesome. I will redirect to it when, <laughs> when it goes live. <laughs> awesome. I've seen a sneak peek of it. I think you've been sharing a little bit here and there, dropping some, some sneak peeks. Uh, and I'm very excited. It looks so cool. Thanks. Yeah, it's been fun to work on. Today I was making gifts for it to promote it. Oh, so that was even fancy. more fun. <laughs> look at us. Look at us. Very look cool. at us go. All right, let's talk about naming layers. And um, actually, <laughs> this is a, I do have a good segue for this because in making this scribbles pack, I have been very sure to name oh, my layers really? in this file, which, um, spoiler alert, if you don't know me, is rare for me. <laughs> I am not a layer naming type of person. Um, so I guess, should we start by reading out this tweet that um, sparked Please. all of this current version of the discussion? Because it has been a conversation that's been going around design twitter for a while right yes it has okay so someone tweeted um a screenshot of like a bunch of figma layers saying group 2147 like a bunch of numbers basically you know the auto generated yep. names that come with layers i have them all over my files mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they said designers that organize their work like this don't have their own style or way of doing things they're just inexperienced I have no problems calling out designers for sloppy design files. You make it impossible to collaborate with writers, engineers, or other designers. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Spicy. Um, very spicy. spicy. Very opinionated. Don't begrudge yeah. this person for having that opinion. Yeah. But um, do think it's wrong, personally. Don't think it is valid. Um, I am clearly a professional designer. I clearly am collaborating with writers, engineers, designers all the time. And my lack of like detailed layer names has literally never been a problem. So that's where I'm coming to this from. But what about you, Fem? What was your take when you, your reaction, sorry, when you first read this? Uh, my reaction was, I have to send this tweet to Charlie, <laughs> as you know, because <laughs> I immediately texted you and I was like, have you seen this tweet? Uh, and my second reaction was, this is ridiculous. Uh, I agree that perhaps someone who names their layers could be considered a more organized designer. Mm -hmm. However, I'll what I that. disagree with is the point of the tweet, which is that by not doing so, you are inexperienced. Personally, I know designers with decades of experience that don't name their layers, and I wouldn't say they are inexperienced because of that. They are experienced. They have years and years of experience under their belt designing products at big companies or small companies doesn't matter i just don't think that your level of experience is measured by layer naming personally yeah layer naming specifically <laughs> specifically which was the point of this tweet yeah uh, and 
it's it's interesting because this is not a new argument right i feel like we've we've mm. discussed this before in the design community this has come up a few times in the past but something in particular about this tweet just set off a bomb i feel like people were really passionately either disagreeing or agreeing with this tweet um and i haven't quite figured out why this tweet got so much attention when we've talked about this in the past for me, I guess it was the the calling out of of people being inexperienced, you know, quote right. unquote. Um, I do think that is a little bit ridiculous, and I don't think we should be measuring designers' experience based on layer naming. Yeah, for me, that measuring experience by that is kind of like you know how on resumes and CVs back in the day, people would put the percent of expertise they had in various design tools, right, or like. I don't know. It's it speaks to like equating knowing a design tool with knowing how to design, which we yes. know are not the same. Um, right. Just because you can operate a design tool doesn't mean you can effectively and efficiently uh, produce great design work. And I see this layer naming argument as part of that. Like naming your layers has no impact on your like your abilities craft. as a designer. Yeah, right. on your craft. I do give you that it can make things more convenient for others coming into the file um sometimes there are in looking at the responses to this i saw tweets where people were like i spent hours naming all the layers in my file and i'm like mm, really there's nobody use of your time than spending yeah. hours naming layers like you could spend those hours doing more iterations to bring it closer to like a, a better result doing research yep. I don't know, talking to the developer even about the interactions that you want sure. to have happen in the in the design. I just, I don't know. Most, on for the most part, I consider naming layers a waste of time. Um, yeah. And I feel like there's a time and a place for it too. And, uh, you know, the, the first sentence in this tweet is how saying like, you know, designers that organize their work like this don't have their own style or way of doing things. Yeah, we do. It's just different to, yeah. to yeah. naming layers. Oh, you said we then. <laughs> Tell me, Fem, do you name your layers? No, I do not. <laughs> I love that you're like <laughs> insulted that I even asked. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, uh, unless, which is where I was going, where, where I do think there is time and place, right? So mm -hmm. if you are building a design system yep. and designers are going to be using the components you're building, yeah, you probably want to name your layers because that can't like that is handy when using these components Agreed. and showing and hiding elements or toggling, you know, different properties of variants, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, you probably want to have some good hygiene there when it comes to naming layers. If I'm in my own file, I'm exploring, I'm making some concepts, even honestly, when I'm building my final screens using design components, I'm not naming my layers like I'm not making an effort to make that all tidy um, that said I often do work independently in my design projects right I'm not collaborating with another designer per se um, maybe the only person coming into my design file and actually collaborating with me on a granular screen level could be a content designer when you know maybe it's helpful for them if the la layers are, are named but I've never had an issue with it it's never come up for me um, it's not been something that has caused any problem for me so far in my career. Yeah. And I think also, um, you know, this is not Photoshop days anymore where you had to click on the layer to be able to access it and move it around. Yeah. You figure we can just like, we don't even have to look at the layer panel. You can just click on the frame on, on the, the thing frame. you want to click on and exactly. boom, you don't have to like go finding it in the, in the layers. So that's right. why I consider it 
you know, mostly a waste of time unless, you know, the situations you shared were a good example. And I've named the layers in my scribbles library because, because I know yeah. that it's going to be like a shared library and I want people to be able to adapt it and understand um, all the pieces of it. And also I think it's just like added an extra layer of quality to a, you know, a paid product as well. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah, I do I, feel like this is a legacy Photoshop mm, thing. And I saw some happening. people saying that in the comments of like, you know, it's not, we're not in the Photoshop days anymore. And it is interesting how, I don't know, like would, Fig, would Figma ever get rid of layers or like change how Ooh. that works? Like, cause it kind of came from the Photoshop days. And to your point, we can just click straight on things these days. I don't know, it's Webflow also has layers, right? But they work a little bit differently. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll say it's an interesting concept. Um, this is going to be a really hard tweet example to give in an audio context, but you know the meme right now of um, the guy from The Last of Us and the same actor in um, The White Lotus, and he's like wearing a suit in one and then the other, he's all like wild looking. Oh, yes, I've seen yeah. this going around. Okay, yes, yes, good. Yes. I'm glad you got it. <laughs> Hope our listeners are with me too. So um, Grace Walker, who's an amazing like Webflow designer and developer, did a great tweet using this meme saying, um, my layers in Figma versus my... Uh, classes in Webflow. So like layers in Figma, not named at all, totally wild. <laughs> classes in Webflow, super organized, super put together. And I think that makes sense. I think it would be the same for me because uh, those are things that get reused, right? Classes, when you're naming a layer with a class, it's so you can reuse it elsewhere and attach those styles. But yeah, the layer names in Figma, it's like, why not call it group 9124? Right. Why not? <laughs> right. Let's talk about like the gatekeeping that comes mm. with this kind of tweet yep. I think my second reaction after you know the first one of like I don't agree with this was actually like frustration around how this tweet could be causing gatekeeping for other designers in the industry so imagine you are trying to get into design you're brand new you're trying to figure out you know what should I be doing as a designer how should I be using these tools and you see a tweet like this I can imagine that that might cause you a little bit of panic. Like, oh my gosh, is this something I should be doing? Is this important? Do I need to learn how to do this? And I kind of felt a bit of frustration for what message this tweet could be sending mm. to those designers who don't have their own experience. You know, they're not maybe what we would consider experienced yet. So seeing something like this is sending them a message that this is something that they're going to need to need to do in order to be experienced. What do you think about that? Do you think that's a that's a problem? I do think it is, and I think that might be why this conversation now is has like heated up so much. You know, like you said, we've talked about this before, and it was mostly a joke that we were all in on, and we <laughs> knew that there was people who name, people who don't, and it, like it didn't matter. Whereas now, I think that with the current state of, you know, the tech industry and designers being laid off design jobs being hard to land because companies have stopped hiring as much, you know, with, with the recession going on and everything like that. I think that this is just not the time to be telling people that of all of the problems there are with mm -hmm. getting experience as a designer, layer naming is not one of them, you know, <laughs> like we've got bigger things to be worrying about at the moment. And um, yeah, the, this level of gatekeeping in this current time is just not appropriate in in my view. I think making people feel bad about um, you know their skills or worry that like oh did I not land that job because I'm not you know as consistent enough with naming layers um, is gonna 
send people down the wrong path, I think, and cause them to worry. Put their focus on the wrong things when it comes to improving their skill set as well. Like you said, if a new junior designer is seeing this and thinking, okay, I'm going to spend my next hour naming all the layers in my file versus spending the next hour improving their craft. Right. right? Like wrong what, focus, in my opinion. What brings more value? Yeah. I actually shared this, the, the tweet, the original tweet on my Instagram account and asked people if they agreed or not. Uh, I ran a little poll. Uh, at the beginning, a lot of people were voting, yes, I agree. And then towards the end of the poll, it was actually a 50-50 split between mm. I agree with this tweet and I don't agree with this tweet. Um, and I want to share some of the responses because I asked people to like elaborate and share like, why do you agree Please. or disagree? Um, so for folks who disagreed with the tweet, some of the things they wrote in was organized files are useful, but bloke needs to chill. It's giving you can't sit with us vibes. Bloke needs to chill. <laughs> Don't feel like it's necessary to name all layers and explorations. Hand over files. Yes, you should. I got no time to name layers and developers don't care. Invest time in what matters. Some of the best designers I know don't have neatly organized Figma files, not an indication of skill in my opinion. And then the folks who tended to agree with um, with the tweet were mostly kind of talking about collaboration. Um, so one of them was, without organizing your layers, it makes your work nearly impossible to collaborate with. I totally agree with that post. Properly organized files lets you iterate faster. Uh, and half agree. I've seen plenty of experienced designers do this too, but I hate it either way. So, <laughs> you know, I think there's like both sides of the pendulum there and some people that are kind of in the middle, like, yeah, like it does help keep your file organized, but how important is that really? And to your point, Charlie, is that valuable time worth spent? Yeah, I, d I mean, I agree with the comments that you just read out then saying that organizing your files is important. I just don't equate layer naming with file organization. I think mm -hmm, that there's mm -hmm. a lot more useful things you can do like on the canvas, like little making little call outs, leaving comments to instruct people through things. Um, I wonder if the people who, same people who name every layer are also the same people who like redline everything in Figma, even mm. though you can like easily use their hotkeys to measure the distance between things. Um, and like, I don't know, click on a component to see the name of it in the design system and things like that. I think that we can just embrace the tools that we're using. And when I'm looking at a nicely organized Figma file, I'm almost never looking over at the layer names. I'm looking at right. the way that a designer has brought me on the story of like their journey of um, creating this design and um, explaining their decisions right on the canvas, not in the layer names. Yeah, same actually, like it's a good point. Do, like do documentation and organized files doesn't necessarily mean just layers. I agree <laughs> that it's like how you organize your canvas or maybe like annotations you're adding. And I do wonder, you know, I'm not a developer, but I'd be curious to hear from developers. Like yeah. is layer naming helpful for you? Like, do you go into those Figma files and actually click through the layers? Like, is that part of the developer process? Uh, I don't know. I've never had a developer tell me like, hey, I can't find this particular element in your layers. Can you please point it out to me? So I I don't know what their workflow is like and if layer naming has any impact on how they engage with your files. I feel like I should ask Corey about this. And also if he's like, <laughs> yeah, it would be really helpful if layers are named, I'll be like, well, I'm sorry for the last four years then. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> because you have not had named layers to work with. So this is something that people entering the design industry now might be dealing with this type of gatekeeping. 
do you remember anything like this when you were first getting started femme and hearing like the design professionals saying things that made you worry about your own skill set because like now we can see a tweet like this and it doesn't affect how we feel about ourselves as designers because yeah. we know we're professionals we know we've got jobs and we're working and being paid for our skills we've got this um but yeah when you were getting started was there anything that caused you concern I guess one that comes to mind is should designers code. I think that's another Ooh. like equally spicy one that we've, you know, yep. we've seen come up time and time again in the design community. And I remember in my first few years being like, should I, like, should I know how to code? Is that something, you know, like there's, there was, people were really split on that one. I feel like yep. some people Still really are, believed, be yeah, some people really believe you should. Other people are like, nah, it doesn't matter. And I remember feeling early in my career, like just really torn, like, is that something I should do? I, I don't know. Like the, it's so divided on whether that's something that you should invest in as a designer. So yeah, I remember having that feeling. Now I'm like, nah, I don't need to know how to code. <laughs> like I'm managing just fine. Uh, it hasn't been an issue for me so far. Uh, but yeah, I do remember that feeling of like, you know, is this something I should be doing and getting kind of worried? Yeah, interesting. Because I got started in my career a little bit before you I that debate wasn't really the the thing that was concerning me mm. but I was um I was hearing about like should designers be able to draw really nicely I can't remember how oh. old we phrased at that time and also like we probably weren't on Twitter but like I yeah. used to really worry about my drawing abilities because yeah. like ironic since I'm about to release this like product that is all <laughs> hand-drawn things but they're like purposefully messy <laughs> hand-drawn yep. things I could not draw anything like looking realistic, looking super tidy and nice. And I did really worry for a time that that would hold me back in my design career. Um, still, I think it's a perception that non-designers have of designers. Like at our recent team retreat, when we had to like write stuff down on sticky notes or something like that, people would be like, oh, Charlie, how about you write it? Because you're a designer, you probably have nice handwriting. And that is, you're laughing because you've seen my handwriting and uh, it is terrible. It's like, you know, the cliche doctor's scrawl is my handwriting. But yeah, I did used to worry about that and, and worry that it would impact me as a designer. And it's sad because I think like, how long did I spend either like holding myself back from trying to progress the skill because I was just worried that I mm. didn't have it in me and it wasn't something that I could learn, it didn't come naturally. Um, or like focusing on other areas of my craft because of because of that gatekeeping that happened. It seems like there's always something that is being gatekept about design. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what's going to be next. I bet it's going to be something like AI related or something like, yeah. you know, should designers use like AI in their work or something? It's probably, it's probably what's on the horizon for the next uh, design community argument. <laughs> I think that's already happening. You know what? I don't think it's reached the level of gatekeeping yet, but I've already seen people saying things like, if you're not using ChatGPT in your mm. job, then you're like wasting time. Mm. And I'm like, uh, you know what feels like a waste of time? Trying to learn how I could use it in my job right now. <laughs> <laughs> like let's wait for it to get a little bit more mature first <laughs> yeah yeah I saw someone shared with me earlier this week like some I don't know plugin or something that like brings chat GPT into like Figma like actually creates visual designs in Figma I don't know I was like too scared I closed the tab I was like I don't want to look <laughs> any further into this <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that happening too, and it creates like one really nice looking screen, but then it's like, okay, how do we build a whole system around this? Probably we're still going to be useful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, this is not 
another one of our AI rants. I think we did a few of those last yeah, year. Yeah, we've done a few of those. We'll, we'll, we'll save it for, an, for another time. I wonder why we feel the need, and I, I'm sure that Twitter has something to do with it. Like, it is a very divisive platform, it seems. But why couldn't it have been that this person, like, tweeted... Um, I really prefer files with layers named. It's so nice when you go in and everything's tidy. Like, you know, raved about about it rather than like um, calling people out or like dissing people who don't, you know? Right. Why, why do we feel the need to have one way is the correct way, one way is the wrong way and it all be so dramatic about it? I, yeah, I get what you mean. Like the tone of it and like, yeah. I think, I mean, Twitter is to provoke right like the way that this tweet has been written is to provoke people and i don't know if like his intention was to create discussion around it because he seemed to in the replies not really be open to conversation and also has now privated them and has now made his account private so uh you know that's that's a separate issue but um because I, I, I try to think back to like, oh, what are some similar tweets that I've made, you know? Because I've definitely had opinions on things, yeah. maybe not this strongly, um, and tweeted them out. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I It makes me think about how do I word my tweets when I have mm. things like this to share and I, I don't want to be gatekeepy. And I think this show also is a reflection that we're always just trying to share our experience, what's worked for us. So that's kind of my philosophy of trying to word things in that way of like, here's what I've seen or here's what's worked for me. Just throwing it out there as a nugget that may or may not help you. But yeah, there was something about the way this tweet was worded that was very like my way or the highway. And that is not very likable. Yeah, I think it is probably partly to do with just what it takes to get attention online these days. Mm -hmm. Like clearly this was a, you know, we're feeding into it by making a whole podcast episode (laughs) based on it. But, you know, I think it's important to talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. But things are always over-dramatized online. I don't know about you, Femme, but I've definitely felt like I've never been tempted in my videos to to go for this, but I've always seen others doing it. Like not just Uh, in the design niche, but you know, on YouTube. Hot takes on the, yeah. yeah. Going with the hot take viewpoint as the title and, you know, clickbait. And you do sort of feel like, damn, if that's the only way you can get attention, I'm like, well, I don't know if, you know, I'm cut out for this because I I don't want to be like that. Um, I think it's fair that we both are always going to have our own opinions. Like even on this topic, I think that naming layers all the time is a waste of time for me personally. If you can do that as part of your process, it doesn't slow you down, doesn't prevent you from doing other things. Congratulations. You probably are also the type of person who makes your bed every morning and (laughs) I bet your house is really tidy and quite honestly, I'm jealous. you know, we can, we can, yeah, mine is neither of those things. There's space for, for everyone. I think that's, exactly. that's the, yeah, the that key the takeaway here. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, there is space for everyone, whether you name or don't name. Personally, I do not think that is a reflection of your experience. So I wouldn't get hung up on it. Nope, definitely not. I wonder, yeah, I wonder what we're going to be discussing next, Fem. What What is it going to be the next next debate definitely cool well this was a good comeback episode spicy like you know just like we like it uh yep. and uh yeah hopefully hopefully those of you listening you know I- i'm curious to hear your take actually those of you who have listened so far uh into this episode uh d- do you agree with this do you not agree with this let us know you can tweet us at design life fm uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and uh 
yeah, always open to future topic suggestions over there as well. Yeah, and this episode is a great example of our show, I think, because it really is just me and Femme connecting as designers and talking about something. Mm-hmm. Like when you texted me, we started going back and forth and then we were like, nope, let's stop. Let's save it for the episode <laughs> so that you can like literally just hear our conversation and our raw thoughts as they come. Um, so yeah, we, we appreciate you for listening in. Find more episodes at designlife.fm and uh, we will hopefully see you back here more regularly in 2023 um, with, with more design episodes. Awesome. We'll have a great week and we'll talk next time. Bye, fam. Bye.